Artists That Show of Everything, Top 5s, presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joy Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, I'm talking a little lighter today because our, our dear friend Sean has, has a bit of a headache, and um, but we're going to get through this. We're, we're, <laughs> he is dredging through the ache of the head to bring you some Ugh. wonderful <laughs> audible content. And... Uh, <laughs> And I promise it's going to be a good show. Before we get to all the audibleness, Jonathan, how are you, my friend? Hey, thanks Besides for being the so courteous, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, it's it's okay. We could do we don't we could do you know decent voices, but yeah, I kind of like talking like this though. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, it's like a different. It's a different. It's kind of sexy. This episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, aside from the headache, you know, it's it's been a pretty. Pretty uh, yeah, crazy weeks. I mean, just the weeks just started, but yeah, it just. Weekend was just super busy and um, just trying to fit all this stuff in before I leave the country and like kind of getting some stuff organized. So it's uh, it was a little bit stressful. Are you the country because you're on the run? Uh, I can't really tell you guys that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm seeing family out in England and um, I'm getting really excited and, you know, just kind of like trying to get all this stuff done. And um, yeah, excited just to kind of, like, man, it's just going to be nuts, like, just kind of being away for a couple weeks and in a different place and, you know, hanging out with, you know, my, that side of my family and kind of having the opportunity to, you know, kind of reconnect with them. And so it's just, uh, it's really exciting and, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it, but uh, man, it's like a couple weeks from now and oh, it feels like so far away for some apparent reasons, <laughs> but, uh, I'm, you know, staying positive and trying to you know, trying to work out, uh, you know, work out all the kinks before I leave. And, and yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much it. Fantastic, uh, Sean. Joey, how are you doing, dude? I am doing all right. Uh, my folks came to visit this weekend and it was great to see them and hang out with them. So thank you, mom and dad. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's fucking Monday. I don't feel fantastic, but uh, you've got your head thing. I feel like I've got, like, a little stomach thing going on. But you know what? We're fucking, we, we are dedicated listers, and we will do our do it, fucking man. duty. So, <laughs> yeah, man. We doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, in the interest of kind of, um, you know, just just powering through, um, Shawnee, shall we, shall we just skip right ahead to the lists, my friend? Let's do, let's do, man. Let's um, do it. Would you like to go first? Would you? Oh, uh... sure. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll go first. Hit, hit, hit me with the list, dude. All right, I'm shaking up magical... my. Uh... Ooh, I'm getting low on my lists, dude. Um, let's see. Let's see. Johnny, what are your top five favorite? Who are your top five favorite comedy stars? Comedy stars. Ooh. Um. Wow. Is that does that relate to um, I guess the the star part is it like act becoming actors oh, or actors yeah yeah I guess yeah. most okay. pe- people that are known for their fucking comedy you know for their comedy uh, yeah. I mean we've talked about him a bunch uh, freaking Jim Carrey dude uh, word man and I, you know I, I know he's not pushing out a lot of comedy at you know right now. But, I mean, he had just an amazing run um, in the 90s. Uh, I mean, he, he had very specific movies and characters <laughs> he played, very specific to him. And I, I feel like no one else can really play those characters aside from him. 
and um, yeah, I mean, he always he was so animated, and I think that was a part of his his the way he he uh, projected Absolutely. his comedy was the way he was moving and the way he was acting and the the ridiculous faces he would make and and all that. It, it was it, it's kind of funny because it, it would kind of hone back to like. You know, like Laurel and Hardy or something like that kind of comedy where it's, it's through yeah, his actions yeah. and the, the things he's doing. And I, I felt like he really uh, honed in on that. And, you know, he, I always remember him for those kind of things, you know, like Ace Ventura and like how wacky he is and the, the little things he would do. And, um, you know, the mask and, you know, all these, just all these characters were just had so much life to them. And it just, it was the perfect amount of, uh, of Jim Carrey and each of those characters. So Jim Carrey, I think might be my number one because of just right the, on. the way he carried a lot of those characters. They're so memorable. So, Excellent. um, number one, I'm going to go number two. Oh man. Who am I thinking of right now? Um, dude. Oh shit. Uh, Freaking! You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, another kind of throwback too. Um, Adam Sandler, dude. Right you know, on. He he had again, you know, a bunch of different characters. You know, like Billy Madison, and and you know, we had uh, you know, like the Wedding Singer, and and all these other movies where, you know, it, it is funny because you know I think some of the Jim Carrey, you know, there there are like certain things that you know. Uh, Adam Sandler does like that are kind of to like characteristic to him. Like, you know, he has specific, you know, he always goes on his rage rants and he's always yelling and stuff or, you know, he, he always, and he, or he speaks in that very, very tiny voice, you know, like the, he has like specific things that really um, add to his comedy and add to making the biggest laughs. And um, <laughs> again, you know, I'm, I might be referring more to his kind of earlier stuff, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, he, yeah, I mean, he, 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 just like Jim Carrey again, he, he kind of ruled like the comedy, you know, uh, world and, and was a, a huge comedy actor in that time. And I think he's still, you know, he still is producing a lot of stuff too, as to, to this day. So, um, and just, I don't know, it's something about memorable characters. I mean, you know, there's a lot of comedies coming out right now and, you know, there, there are some, you know, characters that you can kind of attach to or, or whatnot, but, you know, it's, it's never really like, the one, the one guy, the one actor, or the one comedian that really is like sets the per- it sets like they are setting themselves apart from a lot of the other comedy movies of the time, and you know a lot of movies now it's it's very ensemble based. You know, there's a lot of different comedians in there, or there's a lot of different, you know, um, you know, like uh, for example, like Kevin Hart is definitely you know he's you know with action stars like The Rock and. You know, it's it's very much uh, a lot of ensemble-based uh, movies these days. But, you know, Adam Sandler, I feel, even though he did have a good cast of, you know, supporting characters, he always brought back the same people um, right. as part of his movies. I, I still thought he always stood out um, to me as far as, like, you know, his comedy and the way he was able to get people to laugh and, and kind of put people in these situations. And uh, Happy Gilmore, of course, is one of my favorite comedies out there uh, from him. So, and you know, that's pretty much typical Adam Sandler there shouting at the golf ball <laughs> in, the middle, <laughs> in the middle of the fairway. So um, yeah, Adam Sandler, dude. I mean, I'm just thinking like classic guys, but I mean, they've definitely, you know, become, I feel like the, 
both those guys have just be you know they've solidified themselves as as really big comedy actors. Um, man, number three, um, comedy. You know what? I'm gonna say, uh, man. No, I'm, I might not. Maybe not for three, but. Ugh, man, I'm gonna go Jack Black. Oh, very um, nice. He's been. It's crazy because he's he's doing a lot of movies. Um, you know, recently, and you know, he was did Jumanji. I didn't see it yet, but he did like Jumanji and and some of these other movies. It. But yeah, <laughs> but again, you know, as a com- as a you know as a comedian, and now I guess you know, you know, actor. Um, and I mean, he's always kind of been in both those worlds. Um. And, you know, Tenacious D, especially with his music, too. Um, yeah, he just has a unique way of, again, just like, again, I hate to keep going and mentioning just like, you know, Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey, th- very specific comedy to them, but very animated. Like, it's it's the things he do he does, the little rig-a-g-g-goos and the, uh, you know, the little <laughs> movements he does and the, the way he uh, approaches situations and the way he reacts to people. Um, it's just, it's just so him. It's just so that person. And, you know, you can stick him in a movie and, and, you know, that could be also a a negative too. Like, you know, they're doing too much of them. Um, but it's kind of cool. Like I always feel like Jack Black still brings like something different. And I feel like he, he's been in a lot of movies now and I think he's even becoming, you know, a better actor. Um, as far as that he's being, you know, he's, he's in so many different facets of the entertainment world. Yeah. now and um he's able to take yeah, a lot of darker real... roles and stuff and really kind of do his own thing with i don't know if you yeah. saw like bernie or um the polka king which was the movie I wasn't great that, but yeah. he was really great in it um it's yeah. on netflix i think it's a netflix movie um, okay I, I, and it's, again sorry this is like the thing i'm reusing all the time but i think just like the three guys i've mentioned they they have they've started with you know of course their wacky comedy and the, their characters and stuff but I think they've all evolved as even actors and have really found different roles to kind of extent to be an extension of them and their comedy or their humor. And, um, you know, I think that's great, you know, for these, for these guys. Cause you know, I think that's, you know, you, you can definitely be stuck in your own lane, um, in a way. Um, and I feel like they've taken risks and they've tried different things and roles. Um, and that's probably what I appreciate, appreciate about them. And let's just say someone like Jack Black. So, um, Let's go Jack Black. Um, shit, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking. Oh, no. Oh, I just don't know too many. I'm thinking like all movies like. Ooh, man. Oh, dude. I'm not, am I thinking of too many movies right now? I'm just thinking. Oh, man. It's tough. Uh, I mean, Okay. Another big hitter, Will Ferrell. Um, Got to get Will Ferrell in there. I mean, he's done, especially for movies. He's done. I mean, he's created some of the most funny and uh, and iconic characters. I mean, Ron Burgundy. Um, you know, we had Elf. We had freaking you know Frank the Tank. I mean, just so many of these characters. And again, he still makes it his own. He he. You have the essence of Will Ferrell and his like the way he, it, you know, kind of says things, but it's, it's always that character that he really gets into. And I mean, his characters, I probably one of the, one of the funniest characters I've seen on, on, in movies, like 
the way he he kind of pr- portrays himself and the he, he almost kind of goes way over the top sometimes on on delivering something so um and i could just think of so many other characters with will ferrell where he's just like such a like uh we've probably talked about this character like wedding crashers when he plays uh what's his name uh what's his chaz name? oh chaz yeah. yeah like that that the little scene in that movie <laughs> <laughs> that little scene in that movie just made like it made the movie just so much more funny and it was just a breath of fresh air to like see him in that and um, and he delivers you know, everything course, with such a straight face you know like exactly it's like how is this guy keeping it together you know like how does he yeah one of my favorite will ferrell moments is an outtake from Talladega Nights when him and John C. Riley are, you know, like promoting stuff. And they're like, yeah, we want to talk, you know, we like to have a lot of laughs out there on the raceway, but tonight we want to talk about something really serious. Packs of wild dogs that are controlling many of the major <laughs> cities. And they both just start cracking up. And it's one of the only times I've seen Will Ferrell like lose it when he's trying lose to be it. very <laughs> serious. Um, a really like just, just a special moment in my book, you know? Yeah. He's man. And again, kind of, uh, you know, he's tried some different, you know, dramatic roles and, you know, he's stretched his, as far as his acting and, and the way he's kind of being portrayed in movies and taking different roles and taking risks. So, but I mean, as far as that brand of comedy and the way, I don't know, it's just like, yeah, there's, there's moments where it's like, anytime I see Will Ferrell on the screen, I, I end up just giggling to myself, even before he says something, man. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just that impactful and, and. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's quite a quite a character as they say. <laughs> um so freaking Will Ferrell. Um Yeah. Uno Mas. Uno Mas. Uh shit. Um Man, I can probably think of someone more. Uh, uh man. That's tough. It is tough. You know what? I'm going to go. It's kind of hard. Oh, man, this is kind of hard because I, I always kind of see this person as a duo with someone else. Um, oh. Uh, a little bit. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Simon Pegg, dude. Right on, man. Yeah. Simon Pegg. And I guess if you do the duo, it's uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And yep. they're uh, obviously the Cornetto trilogy and their, you know, their um, connection with uh, Edgar Wright and all those movies, but I think it's, there's something to be said about their, you know, obviously their chemistry and, and the way, you know, Simon Pegg delivers um, his comedy. And it's, you know, especially with the combination of Edgar Wright too, as, as director. I was just going to say, yeah, I think you got to count behind as, that. the three, right? Dude. Yeah. You're right. Actually. Cause you know, especially with Edgar Wright and how he directs and, and kind of puts things it's very like exaggerated and, and it looks so, you know, over the top and, you know, the small subtle movements are exaggerated to the, to the extreme or, you know, it's again, very visual uh, comedy where it's like, you know, certain things happen um, that cue the audience in and it's like, Oh shit, you know, that's so funny. Like um, it, it's not more so like a punchline in the end or even how wacky like Simon, you know, like say some of the characters that they've played, you know, they're not as like, animated or over the top as like someone like Jim Carrey or something like that. Um, but it's, it's almost like the environment they're in and the way they're kind of reacting to it is, is part of their humor and comedy. Um, and just kind of like the far fetched way of like how they're viewing things. And, 
Yeah, and then there's, you know, certain situations where it just seems so extreme, but they kind of make it funny in a way. Like, you know, one of my favorite movies is like Shaun of the Dead, and that was like my first introduction to Simon Pegg. Yeah. And like that whole movie, it's like a zombie apocalypse movie, but you know, it's like the, these two best friends are just like, you know, they're, they're just trying to go about their day and they're trying to do normal things and they're they're like oblivious to the whole thing. Like half the you know, half the movie in. And I, that's part of that's part of it. That's part of the comedy, the humor. It's it's like these two average guys, even when the huge apocalypse is going down, zombies are killing everyone. Like they're still doing the normal same shit. Like they're still, you know, being doing things as best friends or whatever. So it's like I always felt like that was a. It's a good way. It's kind of like smart comedy, like mm-hmm. you know, the, the way they're able to deliver that, um, and also tell you know add to the story and tell you know kind of move you along with the visuals and stuff so yeah those um, movies are always you're getting a full meal right it's not just laughs you're learning something about the characters yourself or there's a message or you know there's some point to it it's there's some point to those scenes and yeah that's a great point especially with the yeah with like edgar wright and those those two guys like they're you know you're right like it's it's definitely the three of them were able to kind of create the that that kind of type of comedy and i i really enjoy stuff like that because it's you know it's it's all these different kind of things blending into one all these different genres or you know and but it's it, you're able to kind of get it and laugh and you know find it humorous and even in moments of tragedy and all this kind of crazy stuff happening so um yeah i i, I would say man it's tough because i know simon you know simon pegg's been doing more like you know star trek and all this other stuff and, yeah yeah he's he went mainstream uh, he was in the boys. Like I was actually surprised he was in. He was played a you know like a kind of a, a you know, and he wasn't even you know funny in it. He was just playing a father and. You, you know, know what I found out afterwards? Did you know this that the Huey character was actually in the comic was based on Simon Pegg. Yo, that's so cool. it's you that's know. super cool. Yeah, maybe that's that's probably why he you know they cast him. Definitely, his father. yeah. Oh, cameo there. Oh, that's cool, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could probably think of more, you know, it's funny. I, I think for com- the comedy genre for me personally, you know, I, I, it, it's tough cause there's a lot of different comedy movies coming out and you know, I, I hate to like go back to it, but like, I feel like in the, especially with like the nineties, there was like nineties and like early two thousands. Like, yeah, there was a good moment of like good comedies coming out and they were like middle of the road budget, you know, they were able to do. You know, they were just, you didn't exactly. go to them expecting blockbusters. It was just fucking good fucking comedy. And, like, they were exactly, consistent, dude. you know. They don't make consistent. those mid-budget movies anymore. And self-contained, too, you know. like yes. You know, yeah. I guess you could say with even the Cornetto trilogy, like, those Each were its three different movies. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're its own thing. And, you know, uh, again, you just, you remember the character and how they made you laugh more so than the spectacle and kind of like the surroundings. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's what I miss about a lot of comedies these days is it's, you know, it's very, you know, on the nose sometimes, or, you know, maybe it's like raunchy for the sake know, of being raunchy or raunchy for yeah. the sake of raunchy. And, you know, I do like, um, you know, kind of, coll- you know, comedies with a group of people, but yeah, you know, when it's, when it's one person or, you know, whoever else, like, if you can focus in and hone in and make people laugh just from this one person doing certain things, like, I think that's just like, you know, what we're missing these days. So yeah. Anyways, uh, Joey, what are your top five, uh, comedy? This is tough, man. This I'm thinking of so many and, um, definitely the ones that you listed could have easily been in my top five. So I'm just going to go around those and 
just so yeah. we can talk about as many actors as possible. Um, number five, I'm going to go with... Um, so um, when my folks were over and they couldn't figure out anything to watch besides One Tree Hill, um, I threw on Spaceballs. Um, Amazon Prime has it on 4K or in 4K and it looks Yo. amazing. It looks so good. Um, but I'm just, I'm watching it. I'm like, fuck, I love John Candy, man. He was taken way too soon. So I'm going to go John Candy oh, for number five. Hell yeah. Mog. I'm a mog. Dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that makeup too, man. That's so, that's it's so, so wild, good. <laughs> um, and the little, like the scared dog face and the growly dog face that he does. And, um, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many, so many good lines in that fucking movie. Um, and he's, he was always so charming and so genuine and everything that I've read and seen about him, like as a person, as a father, as a husband, he was that guy. He was a genuinely good person. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, that's refreshing, I think. Yeah. To um, hear that. And to, man, gone, awesome. gone much too soon. Um, we would have had so many good things from John Candy. Um, number four, Four, I'm gonna go Leslie Nielsen. Oh yeah. Um The Naked Gun yeah. is just one of the best fucking movies. And and um I th- I kind of see a lot of Leslie Nielsen in Will Ferrell's deadpan delivery. You know what I mean? Um Yo, wow, saying the most good... absurd things with just the straightest of faces, you know. Um But I mean, yeah, Leslie Nielsen he can't be replicated. And like, I, I, I can't think of a young Leslie Nielsen. I only know Leslie Nielsen as the white haired kind of old guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he was starring in movies and you wouldn't have that today. You know what I mean? The person would have to be the certain demographic of, you know, between 30 or whatever. And it just, he wasn't that, you know, it was, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like watching our <laughs> grandparent do goofy stuff on stage. You know, it, it's, it's cool. Um, Number three, I'm going to go Seth Rogen. Yo, um, yeah. And one of the main reasons I love Seth Rogen so much is um, I listened to him on the Nerdist podcast. And they were like, so what do you consider yourself? You do so much thing. Do you do you consider yourself a stand-up or an actor? He's like, actually, I consider myself a writer. Um, and yeah. I really respect that. He's like, we don't, you know, he goes, the script for Sausage Party, it took us seven years, you know, from having the idea and going through multiple drafts to getting it right. And yeah. I, I just, I respect that so much. And, um mm-hmm where I feel like Will Ferrell's comedies are more like exaggerated Saturday night live skits come to life. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and after a while, you know, we were starting to get diminishing returns from Will Ferrell, you know, like all of them, like Adam Sandler, you know? Um, but I feel Seth Rogen, his quality has been very consistent, if not gotten better. And I really appreciate that. So and he's uh he's doing like preacher right preacher he's doing preacher and he was um, he produced the boys the um, boys as well yeah it's cool he's really diving into some cool stuff and like as a writer too like yeah. uh, it's great that you know that's been his his biggest kind of role even recently too um, and that's that's what's cool like hearing those hearing those from from those actors it's like yeah we you know we did you know a lot of you know, years just trying to get these scripts done. And it's like, you know, it's great to even see like, yeah, they've been, you know, they've been doing it too. They've been, you know, struggling hard to like, you know, to green light certain things that they're really passionate about. And, yeah, you know, I think that's a cool, that's a cool even just thing from Seth Rogen himself. Like, you know, it, it's not, you know, as easy as it is. And, 
and of course, this brand of comedy, like it, it is, you know, relatable in, in some way. Or, and yeah, man, absolutely, so funny, dude. And yeah. that laugh too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, he's fucking awesome. He's a dude I would definitely want to hang out with, for sure. <laughs> Number two, I'm going to go Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, dude, you're right. Yeah, he is really. I want to him and maybe Ricky Gervais. I would say are like the most dangerous comedians around you know what i mean like they don't give a fuck and they they if they know they go for the joke if they know it's going to piss people off they fucking go for it anyway they go and Mm -hmm. you know i've heard simon Pegg on i think mark maron complaining about ricky gervais and he's like he's an asshole and it's like he he goes for the joke man you guys are comedians that's what you guys are supposed to fucking do you guys do don't give a yeah you give a and you know (laughs) sasha baron cohen the way he uses comedy to expose the truth. He does what great stand-up com- comics do, right? They're yeah. just, he's just telling the truth, but he's doing it in a palatable um, way through comedy. And, mm-hmm. you know, he exposes some really dark, awful things. I don't know if you watched his uh, Showtime show, Who is America? You know, I didn't... I, no, I haven't, but I remember... You need to, you like, need to check it out. It's very good. Seeing um, some clips. And you're, you're totally right, dude. It's like... It, I think that brand of comedy, especially, is 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 so interesting and, and also like it's like sometimes like we yeah there's like the truth out of it you know what I mean like you laugh you know you can laugh at it and you know you know the, of course he has some of the craziest characters out there what you know what you know characters he's created but you're right dude his comedy is it's almost like it has like so much more layers to it in the end because of all those other things that are being discussed and yeah and you're right. He just like you know, he doesn't you know. That's part of what he does is as 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 an extension of expression is like that's how he wants to do his comedy. And and I think that when it boils down to it, that's like even the even the purest form is like really trying to you know connect with real people and like actually go out there. And I know he's like faking characters and stuff, but that is yeah. There's some interesting stuff he's like exposed over the years i'm like i don't know man it's nuts and it's some of the funniest shit i mean i i cry watching his movies i laugh so hard well you know <laughs> borat and bruno one time one time i hated bruno one time i loved it i don't know yeah. what the difference was um but yeah so sasha baron cohen for sure um oh, yeah number one the comedy star in my opinion uh charlie chaplin and oh, i think wow, there's okay. elements of Every single person in my top five that kind of go back to Charlie. Yeah. yeah. You know, okay, let's go down my list. Right. John Candy. There's the sweet nature of the character, the tramp Mm -hmm. that he's known for very just sweet. And, you know, Chaplin wasn't the genuine guy that John Candy was, but that's okay. Um, Leslie Nielsen doing stuff, you know, kind of with the straight face and all that. Seth Rogen. I mean, Dude was talking about drugs and movies. He was doing coke in modern times, and you know, but he was also <laughs> the writer. He wrote all that stuff, and just like Sasha Baron Cohen, he exposed the truth again. Modern times, even better, the Great Dictator, right? He yeah. was uh, making the Great Dictator in 1939, so we hadn't entered in into World War II yet, and everyone was telling him, mm-hmm. "Do not make this movie. You don't want to piss off Hitler." And he's like, his brother was half Jewish. He's like, I need to fucking do this, you know. Yeah. And of course, by the time the movie came out, we were already in World War II. So it looked, he looked like a genius, but he was a genius. Um, but he was exposing those social truths and not afraid to say the the, the truth, even if it's uncomfortable, right? Yeah. So um, that's my top five. Dude, fucking, I love that, dude. It, 
it's interesting when you think comedy, right? You know, it's obviously make, you know, making people laugh and, and, you know, without a filter and, and, you know, speaking, you know, your mind and, you know, exercising your right to, you know, speak, you know, freely. And it's interesting, like some of the people you've mentioned too have been able to do that, but also go even further than that, you know, and, and, and really, you know, showcase, you know, the realities of our world or, or, you know, a commentary on what's happening, you know, in our time or, or whatnot. So it's, it's interesting to think about that when you think like humor and comedy and, you know, even looking at your list, dude, like, yeah, man, Sasha Baron Cohen, like, oh man, that's crazy though. Yeah. Can I, I, I like that list though. I like your list, man. I'm surprised there was one person I was really expecting you to say. Who was it? Who was it? Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I I love Mike Myers for um, you know my favorite movie, you know Wayne's World from them, um, and you know what? Awesome Powers is pretty cool too. Yeah, the first um, two are really good. Yeah, the second I, one's you know, and, really and good. I can have some like probably with him, especially like some connections with like especially like Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey. They are like they embody these like characters that they've created. Um, so well and um, yeah yeah it's tough I like on the spot but yeah man, I don't know dude there's like yeah you're making me think of like all sorts, sorts <laughs> of like, movies and characters but yeah that's no you that's had a good crazy, list dude. you had a very good list thank you yeah all right I'm gonna pull from my list I'm excited my little box um I need to get a bigger box it's a little bit harder to mix things in here but you need to get a bigger box a bigger box, yo. Um, top five iconic movie characters. Oh, God, that's. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to look through my. Uh, no, I like <laughs> list this again. But yeah, all right. Um, well, number movie one, characters. Indiana Jones. Hell yes. <laughs> um, I don't think you get any more iconic with the with the fedora and the whip and the silhouette and all that. Actually, you can. Charlie Chaplin, the second time I'm going to mention him tonight. That's fucking yeah, random. Yeah, there we go. Um, I, I think Chaplin is kind of, you know, when you think Babe Ruth, you think baseball. When you think um, hockey, you think Wayne Gretzky. When you think basketball, you think Michael Jordan. Movies, Charlie Chaplin. At least when I was growing up. I don't know if... Yeah. I don't think kids would think that way today. But... Um, yeah, yeah. You know, for me it is. He, he was a very... Big part of yeah movie history yeah. and and his influence on movies in general. So and I should specify it's the Tramp character that is iconic. Yeah, um, dude. Okay. All right, Indiana Jones, the Tramp. Oh gosh, Shawnee. All right, Travis Bickle, I think is fucking iconic. Ooh, okay. All right. Um, and in the same kind of breath, I'm going to do Alex um, Delarge. From Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, dude. Him and his droogs. Basically, if it's you a, can see the character in silhouette, they're fucking iconic. Um, exa- oh, that's a good way to... Oh, man. That's a good way to look at it. You know? If you can break you can them down into the most simple... Or, you know. Exactly, dude. Design yeah. elements. Um, and I guess that would give me Batman, dude. Um, for Hell, yeah. The Michael Keaton 89 Batman is so fucking iconic to me. Um, dude. Yes. There you, there you especially, go. Yeah, especially that one. There you go. Dude, I like your list. It was like, 
that whole thing with the the um, silhouette and shadow, I, I think that, that nails it on the head, dude. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's tons of movies out there, tons of characters. Um, it, it's it's and of course, you know, we have a person. I'm sure we have obviously a personal connection with these characters, in a way. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, being able to just kind of see that character immediately and recognize that person is 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 a big thing. Um, yeah, Man, I thought about uh, all these in visual terms, especially the silhouette. The only one I don't think exactly. I can picture a silhouette for is Travis Bickle, but the mohawk and the pistols and the army jacket, I think, make yeah. him iconic, you know? That's such an iconic, yeah, iconic look, and, and yeah, especially in film history. Um, okay. Very uh, excited to hear yours, though. Fuck, iconic movie characters. Uh, uh, so you said Indiana Jones, so I'm going to go another... Uh, character in that vein, uh, yes. Han Solo, man. Yes. Uh, I always think of Han Solo and his like you know his pistol, dude. And yep, on the on um, the leg, on the leg, and just the way he looks and the you know the holster and uh, yeah, it's just so cool, dude. And we've talked about Han Solo a couple times on the show before. Um, man, yeah, Han Solo, dude. Just like like a cool, like he just looks so cool. Yeah, and I think we mentioned well, on Gunslingers, I think so. He he definitely, you know, he he fills the part. So uh, that's gonna be my Harrison Ford nomination for tonight. Right um, iconic characters. I'm just trying to think of stuff. Uh, um, <laughs> I hate to go still the the uh, Star Wars route, but no, I'm gonna no. go Yoda, dude. Yep, I'm gonna go Yoda. Um, obviously the ears will give it away, but. You know, we've talked about you know how big of a character Yoda is in in, in Star Wars and in the in that universe and and how you know he is uh, you know he's a part of like you know the Jedi Order that was in the past and you know he he is that the wise one but also the kind of crazy kooky one <laughs> at the same time. But it's great because he 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 really hones in on on Luke Skywalker's character and you know understanding the Force and how to use it and. Um, you know, I always felt like he was the. It's just so tough with Star Wars because there's this. You know, we talked about Obi Wan Kenobi too. You know, but you know, I think you know Yoda was like one of the wisest and and most influential characters on some of the other characters in the, in the show, including Obi Wan Kenobi. I would feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and, and you know the the just the look of Yoda is just so iconic and. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people relate and see Star Wars when you see Yoda. Um, so I'm going to go Yoda. Very good choice. Uh, gosh. Oh, my God. How many is that? That's already That's two. 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 Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to just think out, a little outside of, like, my favorite movies. But it's so tough because it's, you know, it's iconic characters. And they're iconic um, to you for that reason, right? That is true. That is true. Um, you know, what? I'm gonna go. Oh, dude, it's so tough. I'm gonna go Doc Brown, man. Right on. Uh, you know, I'm a, obviously I'm a huge Back to the Future fan, and uh, man, I, it's just like Doc Brown's character, and obviously this kind of connects again to his relationship with Marty McFly. Um, it's just crazy because you know he's this time traveler. You know, he's a scientist. He's he's a, a man of science. He's, you know, all these different things. And, you know, he is kind of the main character that kind of brings Marty McFly on his journey uh, through time. And 
you know, I think that's, uh, you know, it's such a, an interesting character and, um, yeah, I don't know, man. He, he is one of my favorite. He's like the, yeah, man, he's like the wacky old uncle or something, but you know, he is this kind of window into this different world. And I think that's, what's kind of unique about his character and a lot in the back to the future franchise, I guess. So I would almost argue that more so than Marty McFly, more so than Doc Brown, the DeLorean. Yo, oh man, and then you, I could you could say it's an extension of Doc Brown because he he was the one who invented it and Ex- put together. But and you, you just kind of said it right. He takes Marty on his journey, dude. Like you're you're right, man. So more so, maybe maybe the the DeLorean will take the spot. Oh man. <laughs> But yeah, I uh, I think yeah, Doc Brown especially yeah has been you know he he's the one who brings the audience into this world and and has you know all these you know obviously it's a scientific aspect to it but like you know you know he's the one who he really is trying to to you know to show Marty McFly and, and extend this you know this opportunity to him and um, yeah he's such an interesting character and in the way he thinks and the way he kind of portrays himself and he's. You know, he's always kind of weirdly, he's, he's kind of like the scientist that, you know, has all these like happy mistakes that happen or happy accidents or whatever that end up like becoming very significant in the, in the story. And, you know, um, yeah, he's the, he's one of the, the big time travelers out there. So yeah, Doc Brown. Right on. For number three. Uh, number four, I'm going to go. We've won. We, oh man, a lot of these characters we've mentioned before, but Wolverine, dude. Okay. Wolverine. All right. Um, one, because the Wolverine character, especially played by Hugh Jackman, you know, he's played him for like 15 years. And so we've almost that character has become, become like the connective tissue between a lot of the movies. Definitely. And, and how, you know, um, you know, because of, of course his like, immortality or the way, you know, he's able to stand the test of time. Um, we're able to kind of revisit that character in different time periods and, and with, you know, his interactions, meeting different people and, you know, within that, you know, obviously it's a long career with uh, Hugh Jackman playing him, you know, at the same time, it's like, yeah, he's become such an iconic X-Men character. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people, uh, you know, aside from like, you know, some of the other big characters, um, you know, I think Wolverine has always been like kind of the character for me, like that, you know, really gets you into the world of X-Men and, and, and of course there's a lot of layers between his character and they were able to kind of dive into his, you know, his past and, you know, how he became that character and what other experiences that characters had through time. Um, you know, similar to, you know, being a, a time traveler in a way, you know, so, um, yeah, Wolverine. Right on and for five, um, iconic movie characters. Ooh, shit, man. Movie characters, iconic. Oh, it's tough because there's so many. Oh, there's so many great characters out there. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to say Batman, but I'm gonna go with oh, Batman too, man. All right, all right. Or I don't know. Should I? No, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back on that. Do what uh, I think my brain is telling you to do. 
Commissioner Gordon. Oh, okay. That was not that was unexpected, but I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, Commissioner Gordon. Um, I know I know he's been played by a couple of other, you know, people, and you know, I feel like I, I really liked. Um, um, oh my God! Why am I blanking on his name? Gary Oldman's. All right, very rendition. good. Gary Oldman's rendition of of the character. Um, but I guess I always feel like you know, you know Batman has you know his sidekicks and his rogues gallery. But it always kind of circles back to Commissioner Gordon and their relationship with each other. And, you know, he's not, I don't think he is as iconic as, like, Batman, as, as like, a, you know, kind of like a favored, you know, people look upon him a certain way like that. But I, I almost feel like he is kind of like one of the big essential characters in, in the Batman story arc. Big time. And I would kind of place him in the same level as uh, J. Jonah Jameson to Spider-Man. It's exactly. a very different relationship. Very, very different relationship. Very different. But I'd, I'd kind of hold them in the same regard. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, we've talked about Commissioner Gordon a couple of times, too. And, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, one of those characters that really, I don't know, it's cool. Because it, it is also, like, uh, the audience is kind of, you know, in to, like, seeing, you know, the Batman and, like, you know, what's the perspective from this, this guy who doesn't know his identity, but is also ta- you know, taking these risks to, to, to have this kind of relationship with Batman. And, um, and, you know, I think it's, it's an important role, especially in the, you know, in the movies and like that kind of, you know, that, that relationship they build. So, um, yeah. Working commissioner. Oh yeah. I'm curious to see what nice. you're thinking. What, uh, what I, was gonna say. I was thinking Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh, I know, dude. Oh, that's, 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 I'd say the... That's pretty freaking iconic. That's the most and iconic I, thing we've had. Maybe the only other thing I can think of that's come close in the last 15 years is maybe Furiosa. Yeah. No, you're right, dude. Even, yeah. And I, I know it's, it, they're not, he wasn't on, on my list or yours, but like, you're, you're totally right about that, dude. Like, that character surpassed... I mean, it became an, and you know, people were, comp- everyone compares yeah. the next renditions of Jokers to that character because of how well, you know, he played um, the Joker. And of course, you know, we've talked about this too. Like even before, I remember when we found out he's going to play the Joker and, and even I think a lot of, a lot of people, you know, criticized uh, that choice for Heath Ledger. I criticized and it. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing that, you know, once we got the movie and once we were able to see what he did with the character, um, it really did surpass, like, I mean, that, that was probably, you know, it was such an interesting, you know, couple hours of a, of, of a movie because it's like you really got into, like, you really got connected with the character. But also uh, there's, like, there's still the mystery of the Joker and, you know, the kind of what, you know, the, where did the, how did this person become you know, who, who this, you know, the Joker. So, um, yeah, yeah, dude, you're right though. He, he's Ledger definitely can take the spot too, man. So it's, it's a tough one. It is a tough it's one. Tough. It, it, this would be a, probably another like top 10, top 20 list. I'm easy, sure. So easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's barely, barely scratched the surface on that one, but it was a good list, man. I like it. Movie icons, yeah. movie icons. Shawnee, I got a question for you though. Yes. Do you have anything you, you would like to share with our audience this week? Um, man, uh, you know what? I'm trying to think. Uh, I've probably mentioned this show before, but, uh, I've been really heavily watching The Expanse. If you guys have Amazon Prime, 
Um, it's like their kind of sci-fi thriller show on there. And they're about to gear up, I think, for a fourth season. Um, but, yeah, it's super interesting. I, like, binged a bunch of it this last couple days. So um, highly recommend it if you guys are into kind of space thrillers. Um, it's pretty much just about the future where Mars is colonated. And, you know, we have separate, obviously separate societies and governments on Mars and Earth now. And um, it's about this, like, impending war that might happen um, between Mars and Earth. And, yeah, it's, it's super cool. It's got a lot of different elements. Like, if you guys like sci-fi, there's, like, a little bit of, like, you know, Star Wars, a little bit of Battlestar Galactica with a kind of political military vibe to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I always like to share, like, shows I'm watching because there's always, like, just so many interesting... So there's so much out there, but, you know, I always try to, like, hone in on a show and, like, really get into it. Um, but yeah, that's all I can think of. Like, that's something I've been watching recently. Nice. Um, I gotta, I gotta check it out. I haven't checked it out yet. It's, it's pretty cool. Like, and you know, it's, it's Amazon prime. They've really, I mean, I, I love their productions. Like they really pulled all the stops on this one and it looks great too. Uh, like they, they, the, the way they kind of shoot everything, especially like, you know, there's a lot of like space stuff. And actually the part I always found interesting is the way they use the physics of space and, you know, like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of that happening and, you know, like, how would it be, you know, there's people who lived on Mars for, for all their lives, they were born on Mars. So if they come to earth, you know, how would their body react to the gravity and all that kind of stuff? It it gets really like scientific. And then it also makes you think like, wow. So like, would this be a future if like, if we ever colonize somewhere else and, you know, will it be like this? Will will, you know, will we have, um, a divide between two planets, you know, oh, imagine of course. like there has to be, right? Um, yeah. And, and, and of course, you know, the, you know, the, um, you know, how, how will society accept that and how will, you know, how will the political kind of divide happen? And it, it is interesting. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of different kind of things going towards it. You know, there's space thriller, there's, you know, kind of, this, you know, political military kind of thing. So it, it has a lot of different things going for it. And um, one of the main kind of groups or characters you follow is this kind of this kind of crew made up of like different. Um, I wouldn't say they're bounty hunters, but they're definitely like rogue. Nice. Uh, I would say they kind of go rogue and, you know, they're all kind of just trying to figure out why, you know, or even solve like, why is this war going to happen? And what are the catalysts that are going to make this happen? They're, you know, obviously trying their best to prevent it in some way or form. So. Um, yeah, The Expanse. You guys check it out. I think the uh-huh. fourth season goes up in, uh, don't quote me on this one, probably November, I think. It, okay. It's going to be it's coming, coming pretty soon. So Nice. Yeah. So that, that's pretty much it. Just something I've been watching recently and, you know, just trying to, yeah, just catch up on stuff. And, you know, I always, I always tend to, like, focus on a sh- one show at a time. So yeah. that's, been, that's been my, like, last couple of days. It's just, like, The Expanse. Like, nice. that's it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Joe, do you have anything to share this week? Yeah, I've got three quick uh, quick ones. The show that I binged this weekend, Glow Season 3. Oh, that's right. That came out. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Mark Marin is still my favorite on that show, but um, all of the characters, they go so much deeper into all of the characters and, and really flesh all of them out. And it's, it's, it's great when all the characters are together and, and vibing with each other. It's, it's one of the best things on TV. Um, Dude, that's, I'm glad you say that because... Man, I I really like the show, and and I was curious to see where else they could go. Like, are they gonna get a little bit 
deeper into this? Are they going to kind of explore more of their personal lives and stuff? And, you know, obviously they're a tight knit group as this, you know, this wrestling show. And um, that's the one thing I was like, I remembered something else was dropping pretty recently. And then Glow. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that would be my next, next on my watch list. It's, it's good. It's good. I, I recommend it. Um, number two, real quick, Batman Hush. I watched it. I can't recommend it. Um, the animation really? is terrible. The voice acting is lazy and bored. Um, they deviate from the comic, which I don't. I don't mind. Um, and some of the, a lot of the Bruce and Selena stuff works really well, but I can't recommend it. I, I, didn't, I thought it was. It felt like such a cash in. It, it just yeah. felt very lazy. It could have been done as a fucking limited series on the DC Universe app. Why the fuck not? Why right. Not? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh well. Um, (laughs) and the last thing I was at recycled records last Saturday morning, I went in and I found a fucking beautiful copy for five bucks of, um, of, uh, Lenny Bruce live at, uh, is it the Berkeley theater? So it's, and it's just, it sounded great. It was fucking phenomenal. And then this weekend I walked in there. And I found Dylan's Blood on the Tracks. And I've been searching for this record. It's out of oh, print. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's, it's a fucking mint condition. It's, I'm so Dude, that's I'm awesome. thrilled with it. I'm so happy. So um, give Recycled Records a shout. They're under, they've been under new ownership for the last year. I finally met the, the owner last week and really nice guy. Um, yeah. So if you're in Monterey on Lighthouse, Recycled Records. Go check them out. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, like finding a record that you've been like kind of searching for for a while. <laughs> Dude, That's and it was cool. one of those like where they had all these Dylans and I just on a on a lark, you know, looked on the bin over to see if it had kind of spilled it, over to the yeah. next one. And it was it was one of two. I was just like, yes. You know, so that's, I was very, that's very cool excited. Experience. Yeah. Okay, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's clean copy. It's very clean. Um, but yeah, there you go. All right, there you go, buddy. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Jonathan, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, my friend? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Sean Day Music and on my website, SeanDayMusic.net. Net. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey, where can we find you? You can check out my ranting on Twitter at Joey Parati <laughs> and uh, on my website, JoeParatiScripts.com. You can check out the show at Top 5 Pod. That's T-O-P-F-I-V-E 5 P-O-D on Instagram, on Twitter at gmail.com, and on Facebook at Top 5 Podcast. We are on Apple Music, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and we will give you something so incredibly moist in return. Until next time, I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks, Thanks for... for... Trying to, trying to shake you. <laughs>